Hello and welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. We appreciate you joining us through this podcast. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for joining us and enjoy the message. To Outreach and Missions. So this past week, we found a ministry called Servants of the Streets. It's here in Elkhart. Anyone heard of them before? Yeah? And uh, so I got to meet with Mario, Pastor Mario, and his wife, Regina, and talk about their ministry. And it's a recovery ministry. And they're doing a lot of really good things. So I said, is there any way that we can be helpful? And uh, so we were able to set aside uh, money to go to, I think it was Sam's Club, and buy, uh, what's the, yeah, we bought like $800 worth of groceries for them, and we're able to deliver it to them this week, and they were so grateful. So again, <laughs> Matthew, I'm trying to find a seat there. I'm sorry. He was going to sit with his, the wrong wife. It was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was a little distracted by that. (laughs) I'll start over. So we give away 10% of all of our funds. Um, But anyway, it's because of your generosity that we're able to do that and bless other ministries in the area. So thank you so much for that. Uh, Also, um, this is just to save the date. So not this Friday, but next Friday, December 14th, we're going to have a special uh, church event here at the church. And I can't tell you about it yet. I'm going to announce it next Sunday as part of the message. But I wanted you guys to know about it so that you can save that date on your calendar. All right. So if you would pray with me as I pray for the offering. Father, we come to you and just thank you so much for all of the blessings that you've given us. And Lord, it is our privilege to turn around and give a portion of that back to you. So Father, I pray that you would bless the givers for their sacrifice and give our leadership team here at Lighthouse uh, just the wisdom to know how to best utilize your funds to further your kingdom. It's our privilege, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so we're starting off our Christmas series today. And uh, as you saw, we, we did a Christmas song already. I get, hey, Brad, I'm getting a little bit of a hum. All right, so, um, but we have a, a video to kind of get us into the season now that we're in December. So check this out.
So I love that video because I just love the reactions of all of the children as they received those Christmas presents. So can you think back about the time that you received the perfect Christmas present? Can you remember that? Did you act like that? I remember when I was a kid, my favorite Christmas present ever was the Space Attacker Watch. I shared about this a couple of months ago in a message, but that was my favorite present. My mom and dad are here. Did I scream like that? Do you remember? No, no. I was on the inside. I was screaming like that on the inside. But there were times when I would receive a present and I wasn't super excited about it because there were those presents that you, you want, right? And then there's those presents that you need, you know, just like, oh, yeah, that's great. I remember my, my grandma Schwartz was really good at buying those presents that I needed. Every year, it was a pair of socks and a pair of underwear. That's... She'd wrap it up for us, and you know, it was the gift that kept on giving, so you get to have it for a little longer. But I'll tell you, what happened over time was the, I grew up, I was like, you know, in high school, but the socks and the underwear were the same size. You know, in her mind, they were, so they weren't as useful later on. But I'll tell you, I'm really actually not real easy to buy gifts for. Um, I'm kind of particular what I want every year. And God bless my wife, Rose. Every year, she has to try to find something that's both what I want and something that I need. And she does a great job of balancing that out every year. And as parents, when we're buying uh, gifts for our children, we're always trying to find those perfect gifts that are a balance of what they need and also what they want. Now, on a spiritual side, we have a heavenly father who likes to give good gifts to us. And I believe that God balances that out as well and does it perfectly. It's kind of a combination of what we need and what we want. He gives really, really good gifts. Matthew 7, 9 says, this is speaking of our father in heaven. He says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And then Psalms 85, 12 says, the Lord will indeed give what is good. See, our Heavenly Father wants to give good gifts to each one of us. And today we're starting a, a Christmas series that's based on that concept. It's about God's good and perfect gifts for us. It's called Christmas Unwrapped, Receiving God's Gifts for Us. And that key verse is James 1.17 that says, For every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. So God has some really good gifts to us, for us. But as you guys know, in the season of, of Christmas, it's a matter of giving and also receiving, right? There's two sides to this. And so we're going to spend some time. We're going to talk about the gifts that God has available to us. But we're also going to take some time and talk about the fact that we have to be willing to receive these gifts as well. So today, we're going to be talking about a very specific gift I think it's a super important gift that God has for us. It's the gift of the church. It's the gift of the church. And sometimes when we, when we talk about the church, we talk about big C church, meaning you know, the body of Christ that is both here, meeting here, they're meeting across town, they're also meeting on the other side of the world. But today, for today's message, I really don't, do want to specifically focus 
on the local church. I want to talk about Lighthouse Vineyard Church. And if you're visiting from another church body, thank you guys for coming. But I'd like you to kind of think of it in the context of your local church home as well. So there are several definitions of the word church. Um, and the one I'm going to be using for today is, is a body of Christians worshiping in a particular building or constituting one congregation. Okay, so a church is a local group of people who are trying to follow Christ together. It's a community of believers. And I believe that this is a gift available to each one of us from God. Now, if you have ever had a bad church experience, which many of us in this room probably have, and you've kind of been burned by the church and are a little resistant to thinking that the church is a gift from God, I'm, I do want to uh, ask you to take some time, don't check out, you know, stay engaged in the message, and we're going to learn from a scripture because I really do believe that the church is a wonderful gift for each one of us. All right, so you can turn in your Bibles if you'd like. We're going to be in the book of Ephesians. That's going to be our key scripture. And uh, Ephesians is about two-thirds of the way through your Bible. We'll also have the scripture up on the screen. Uh, but it is right after Galatians, right before Philippians. And Philippians is a book that we spent some time on this summer. So uh, in this scripture, in this, in this book, Paul is the author, and he's writing it to the church in Ephesus, which is a Greek city located in modern-day Turkey. And Paul is writing this letter to encourage and instruct them. We'll be in chapter 2, reading verses 19 through 22. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So today's message is titled, The Church Unwrapped, Receiving the Gift of Belonging. So it's a message about the wonderful blessing of having a church family. Now, during this series, uh, between now and Christmas, since we're talking about gifts and presents, uh, we will have a gift for you every single week. And this week, Tony is going to come up, and he's going to share what our gift is for each one of you today. Let's give Tony a hand as he makes his way on up here. There you go. Yes, I have to turn it <laughs> off. Hey, guys. So since we're talking about the church um, today, we have a gift for you. <laughs> so go ahead and look under your seats. Just kidding. Okay. So, <laughs> man, this whole front row is like... <laughs> All right. <laughs> so this week, we're actually... Um, Go ahead and show the slide. What we're going to be giving away to remind you of the church would be some Lighthouse Vineyard t-shirts. Uh, they're going to be in sapphire blue and the jade dome. So we're going to be getting those next week. So what you're getting today is a ticket, a blue ticket. 
So it's free t-shirt on it. You can bring it uh, back anytime during the Christmas series and claim your free t-shirt. But <laughs> because we don't want you to leave empty-handed, we are giving you uh, some new Lighthouse pens. They're actually already giving them out. If you guys are receiving those and yeah. don't know what you're getting, those are um, not up there. So <laughs> you'll see them when you get them. So that is this week's gift. You're going to get a ticket and a pen. Make sure you bring this in between basically now and Christmas yeah. um, and claim your T-shirt. All right. And that's all I've got. That's it. Thanks. Thanks, Tony. So... We're going to be selling those T-shirts for uh, $10, and, um, but you guys get them for free. So just bring it back. And if you, if you don't make it back, just give me your coupon between now and then. I'll get you a T-shirt. We'll work it out. All right? So I apologize that we weren't able to get them in in time for this service, but uh, we were super excited about having those. All right. So uh, over the next several weeks, we'll be having a gift every week. So make sure that you come on back for that. But while they're handing those out, let me pray for our message real quick. So Father, we come to you right now and we recognize that community and family and belonging are key words to you, Lord. We recognize that the church is an instrument that you want to use as a gift for us to bring those things into our lives. So I pray, God, that you would be with us today as we hear more about this. And I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would speak to our hearts as we talk about it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so you all should have a handout. And you guys can fill this in as we uh, go through it. I have a couple of points for you. I'm going to wait just a second let uh, the dust settle from the pen handouts back there. See, now you all have a pen to fill in the blanks. This kind of works out really well, right? <laughs> I thought Dave was asking me, where's the pens? Like, there are no pens. We're, they're coming. They're coming. All right. So point number one, we should connect with a church because it brings community. It brings community. Ephesians 2.19 says, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. I love the scripture. I love the way that Paul kind of progresses in this relationship. He starts with, he says, you're, first of all, you're no longer foreigners or strangers. That means that like you're known. Somebody knows your name, like they know who you are. But then it goes even further and he says, next you're fellow citizens with God's people. And when you're a citizen or a member somewhere, then you have a sense of, well, I belong here. I get to come in. You might even have a key to the building, you know, that kind of a thing. But then finally he says, we are members of his household. So it's a sense of belonging to a family. And I believe that's the goal of the church. The goal is that we would be part of a family. So I want to set this back up and go back to that scripture in Ephesians. I'm sorry, I'm easily distracted. So I think we're almost done with all of these, right? <laughs> We'll go back to the scripture. I don't know how we're going to do handouts from now on. I mean, I can't handle it. It'll be under your seat, so it'll just be real easy. I think it's what we'll do. But let's go back to the setting for the scripture in Ephesians. So Ephesians was, was written to this church in Ephesus, and Paul had started this church. In fact, Paul lived uh, in this city for three years. And so he knew these people. He loved these people. And um, when he started the church, 
he found out right away that this group of Gentiles and Jews who had become Christians and were, were doing life together, that they were no longer welcome in the, the local Jewish synagogue. Because if you hung out with the Gentiles, you weren't allowed to come into the Jewish synagogue. So the Jews weren't welcome into that. And even the Gentiles weren't welcome as well. And then you also had the um, Gentiles who used to hang out with a idol-worshiping culture. I mean, this is, Ephesus was a pretty rowdy town. And so you had all of these idol worshipers and all that goes along with it back then. And so they were no longer welcome there as well. So you had this new group of believers that didn't have a place to meet. So they started meeting in the lecture hall of Tyrannus which is known as the School of Tyrannus. And this is a, an image of the ruins of it. And I just thought it was interesting that this was a school that went on. And so they would meet there like during the heat of the day, because that's when they wouldn't do classes. So it was free during that time. And so this new church, this new startup church, was meeting in the local school. And, um, and they lost a lot of their, their friendships that they had before. And so they were all alone. And so the new church, and I'm not talking about a building, I'm talking about the people, was super important to them. It was their, their community, it was their friends, it became their family. And I'm convinced in today's culture, we have this huge fracturing of the family that's taking place. Um, and people are becoming lonely. It's also related to uh, how often people are moving. You know, I mean, people are moving across the country for jobs and to go to school or just to go to warmer weather or, or colder weather. Nobody moves to colder weather, though, right? I mean, they just always move to warmer weather. And so you have a lot of people today who don't have family nearby or they're not talking to their family any longer. And so it's created a lot of loneliness. So I read this, this article recently. It says, last year, Vivek Murthy, a former Surgeon General of the United States, called loneliness an epidemic, likening its impact on health to obesity or smoking 15 cigarettes per day. So what he's saying is that loneliness is killing people. The article went on to say that nearly one in four people in America always or often feel lonely. Nearly one in four. As I was thinking about that, I was thinking about in, in our subdivision where we live. So we have you know, houses on both sides and houses across the street. And the reality is, statistics would say one in four of those houses, someone is living there that is feeling lonely often or always. And I understand that because several years ago, I went through a divorce. And I'll tell you, anyone's ever been through a divorce, you understand that it just messes things up. All of your friendships get messed up. And, and so I went through an incredible time of being lonely and even went through a time of being depressed. And my family stepped up for me and I was able to spend time with them, which was wonderful. But they lived an hour away, you know, and so they couldn't be with me every day. But it was my local church. They're the ones that reached out to me. They're the ones that had coffee with me, had me over for dinner, hung out with me. One of those individuals is my friend Scott Griffey, who's here today. Um, Scott, you were here. You were there for me. You were part of my church family. You became my family during that time. 
And it was so important. It was so important. There's a scripture that says in Proverbs 27, verse 10, it says, do not forsake your friend or a friend of your family. And do not go to your relative's house when disaster strikes you. Better a neighbor nearby than a relative far away. And the local church is meant to be the neighbor nearby. That's what we're meant to be. So I believe that in today's society, with all the loneliness that's out there, the need for the local church has become more important to be a family support than ever before. The neat thing is God, God knew this. He understood it. And so when you start, when, when in scripture, when God would talk about the church, many times he talked about the fact that he was our heavenly father and that we are brothers and sisters. He used that kind of language. In fact, Paul mentions this in 1 Timothy chapter 5. He's, he's giving instruction to Timothy, and he says, do not rebuke an older man harshly, but exhort him as if he were your father. Treat younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. See, that's a picture of what the church is supposed to look like. We're supposed to look like a family. But with every gift we've talked about that's given or available to us, we have to be willing to receive it. We have to be willing to receive the gift of the church. So how do we do that? Well, one of the ways is to, to get involved. Get involved. Be willing to open up. Get to know people. Allow people to get to know us as well. You know, don't just walk into church, get a cup of coffee, sit down, and then when service is done, you walk back out. You know, that's, that's that first level of, of, of being known, but not necessarily that level of belonging. See, we have to be willing to receive this gift of the church. So on your handout, I have three ways that I feel uh, you can get more connected, at least here at Lighthouse. The first one for today is to stay for lunch. Stay for lunch, right? I mean, I know that you might have had other plans or we're planning on going somewhere else or whatever, but we have some great food. I think we have soup and sandwiches and cake, and it's a great day it's just to stay for lunch, sit with someone that you don't know. You know, get to know some people. Number two is to join a team. So here at uh, Lighthouse, we have several volunteer service teams. I think we have over 15 teams right now. And, and I was thinking about this. I was thinking about when you realize that you're becoming family, like if you're going to a friend's house, is when they ask you to go ahead and get yourself something to drink, right? Or they say, could you, you know, take the garbage out? That's when you start to feel like you're family. You know, it's when you have family chores. Well, we have family chores here at Lighthouse. We have uh, people who make the coffee. We have people who clean up the church. We have people who open doors, people who made our, our lunches today. And so if you want to really feel like you're part of the family, part of the church, is you start doing some of the family chores. And the way to do, to do that is to join a team here at the church. And then uh, a third way to really get connected here at Lighthouse is to get into a home group. Now, this is a new term for us. We haven't actually talked about this before now. We're just getting ready to launch this. So what is a home group? A home group is a group of 8 to 12 people, something like that, 
that meet together in somebody's home for you know maybe an hour and a half, two hours, once a week or once every other week, and that becomes that inner circle that you really get to know. I know for my wife, Rose, and I, we were part of another church, and we were part of a home group for five years. And these people became our support system, and they really became close to us. In fact, when we told them that we were thinking about starting a new church in Elkhart, uh, almost all of them came with us and have helped us to start this church, which was super exciting. So um, if you're interested in being part of a team or part of a group, uh, on the Connect card that I handed out or that you should have received uh, when you came in, uh, you can check a box for each one of those, and we'll have somebody follow up with you and uh, get you in a, on a team and in a group as well. We'll be launching groups, um, I think, in January. Is that right, Matt? So we'll actually be launching those in January. So now's the time to get signed up. Also, if you're interested in leading a group, maybe you've done that before, you're interested in hosting or leading a home group, uh, we are having a workshop in two Wednesdays on December 12th. Um, we'll be sending out an email. There's a way for you to sign up for that, but that's coming up on Wednesday, December 12th, how to lead a healthy group workshop. All right, so we should connect. That's point number one. We should connect with the church because it brings community. Now, here's number two. We should connect with a group because it helps us grow. It helps us to personally, spiritually grow. Going back to verses 21 and 22, it says, In him the whole building, talking about the whole church, is joined together and rises, that to me sounds like growth, and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together, again, talking about us individually, are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Don't we want that? Don't we want to be a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit? Well, it's done by being, doing life together. Now, one of the aspects of the church is that it helps us grow, and I love this. Now, I've already explained that, you know, when we talk about the church, we're not talking about a building. We're talking about a group of people. And we're talking about a group of imperfect people, right? Uh, if you hang around with me long enough, you're going to find out how imperfect I am. In fact, uh, one of the things that will probably happen if you hang out with me long enough is that I will say something that either offends you or hurts you. That's just kind of like what happens because I love being around people, so my mouth just keeps going. And they say, you know, if you say too many things, you're going to say something stupid. Well, that's me especially if I have a cup of coffee, then you're really in trouble, you know? But I'm trying to be more and more like Jesus. I haven't got there yet. And my guess is that none of us have arrived there. So we're going to hurt each other. We're going to offend each other. It's part of the deal. Now, what's that have to do with growth? Let me share a story with you. So um, my wife, Rose, and I had led a young adult ministry for several years. And one time uh, during one of those young adult meetings, I was sharing something, a decision that we had made from the stage. And I hadn't run it by another individual, one of my young adult leaders. And uh, because I hadn't talked to her first about this, I really hurt her feelings. I had no idea, because I was just talking, you know, and I, and I hurt her feelings. 
And so she came up to me after the service, and she was actually shaking. I mean, she was visibly shaking. She had tears in her eyes. And I said, oh, I said, what's, what's going on? And she said, you know, when you said that, and you didn't include me in that, you know, that really hurt my feelings. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me for that? And she did. And she really did. And we were fine after that. And I'll tell you what, that little incident helped us both to grow. First of all, it helped her to grow in the area of courage. You know, scripture says that if your brother or sister offends you, you're supposed to go to them one-on-one and let them know about their fault. And so she grew in that. And then it allowed me to grow because, first of all, I had to learn, oh, man, i got to be careful with when I say things and don't include the right people. And it allowed me to actually apologize because, you know, saying you're sorry is not an easy thing. It's, it's not the easiest thing for me to do. But it allowed me to grow in that. And then it allowed her to grow in this area of forgiveness because she did confront me. I did apologize. Now, was she going to hang on to that? Or was she going to learn to forgive? And she did. So being part of a church body allowed both of us to grow. There's a scripture that says, Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And if you think of that analogy of iron sharpening iron, that's not a very soft process. You know, that's two pieces of metal clanging hard against each other. You know, and pieces are just kind of flying off. You know, it's a little bit destructive. But in the end, the two pieces of iron get sharper because of that interaction. That's a picture of the church many times, many times. But if we're going to allow that to happen in our lives, we can't avoid the church. We can't avoid God's people. We need to stay engaged. We need to stay involved. But that is not our society anymore. You know, attending church or attending on a regular basis is changing. It's changing quite a bit. I read an article on church statistics. I mean, an article with church statistics on attendance. It says that 17.7% of America's population are in church each weekend. So like right now, this Sunday morning, we have 17.7% of America's population in church. That's 52 million people. But the article goes on to say that 40% of Americans say they are regular attenders. Okay, that's different. You know, 40% say they're regular attenders, but we only have 17.7% here. And it kind of answered the question, 23 to 25% of Americans go to church three out of eight Sundays. Three out of eight Sundays. That's the new definition of regular attendance is somewhere between once or twice a month. It's really difficult to develop family and connection when you're only around once a month. So if we want to be fully connected to the church, if we really want to receive this gift of the family, we have to commit to attending more often than once a month. It will help us grow. It'll help us grow as a family, but it requires commitment and sacrifice. It requires prioritizing the church, the body. So you can write this down. Here's a tip. Feeling part of the church family will require FaceTime 
with the church family. I'm not talking about the, the app, my millennial friends. You know, the only part of the church family will require FaceTime with the church family. And I don't know about your individual situation. I know that in our society today, uh, there are so many conflicts that happen with being able to come on Sunday mornings. I know church travel, or kids' travel teams, work schedules, you know, family get-togethers, sports, all kinds of things are fighting for our time and attention to be able to come on a regular basis. But I do know this. I do know this, that if you want to make attendance a priority in your life and you have some of those conflicts in your life, um, ask God. And our God is pretty powerful. I'm guessing that he will help your situation and make it available so that you can come and be part on a more regular basis. And let me know about that. I would love to pray with you and stand with you on that. Because I know, I know some situations where it's really hard to be here on a consistent basis. And we're praying for those already. And I know that God's going to answer those prayers. All right, so that's point number two. We should connect with the church because it helps us grow. I'm going to invite Krista to come back up here. We're going to finish up with a song. This final song talks about being in the family of God. And what I'd like you guys to do during this song, everybody received a connect card for a reason today. Um, so if you have been at the church, or if you're the kind of person that never fills out a Connect card because you're worried about giving your information, I would encourage you, if you want to get more connected to this church, is to fill out that card. Maybe that'll be for the first time for you to ever fill out a card and turn it in. Also, during the song, if, if God spoke to you about doing some of the chores of the church, I just encourage you to check that box and say, I want more information about serving at the church. Or if God spoke to you about getting into a group, I would encourage you, fill out the card and check that last box that says, I want to be part of a group. And then you can turn those cards in uh, to an usher or put it on the welcome desk on your way out. Um, but the last group of individuals, I did want to, there's not a box to check on it. Um, but I wanted to speak to those who struggle with coming to church on a regular basis. All right, I, I, I understand that. I understand what it's like to get hurt or to have other things, you know, just fighting against your time and attention. But I would encourage you, if God spoke to you about that, there, are, there is power in our words. And so I would encourage you to fill out the card and just write on there, I'm going to be a regular attender. And it doesn't even have to be at this church. It could be that God is calling you to become more regular at your church or your, your, um, your church community. But I'd love it if you would fill that out because I'm going to pray for you. Just write on there. You know, I'll be praying for you the next couple of weeks. And if you're part of our church body, I might even hold you accountable. <laughs> if I don't see you around for a couple of weeks, you might get a phone call and say, hey, I think you said you wanted to be a regular church attender. What's going on? You know, let's have coffee, that kind of a thing. All right? So everybody has a card. I'd encourage you, if God spoke to you about getting more involved in the church, that you fill it out and just hand it in on your way out. But if everybody would stand, let me pray. So God, we thank you for everyone that is here today. And we thank you for the wonderful gifts that you have for us, Lord. We thank you, God, that you care so much about us that you don't want to leave us where we're at. You want us to continue to grow and to help others grow. And you've created this thing called the local church to do that. 
So Father, I pray that today there would be more connections, that there would be more of a family feel, that people would get to know each other's names, and that there would be a change in our heart, God, that we would press in a little bit more to get to know other people and to receive this gift of family that you have for each one of us. Speak to our hearts, Lord, during this song if there's something we're supposed to fill out. In Jesus' name. Thank you for enjoying the message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for being part of our family, and we'll see you next time.